0: So my name is Nick Nelson and I'm Josh Leo and we're gonna be talking about our books uh, so Josh tell me a little about about your book um, and your author
1: all right so my book is called the productivity project by Chris Bailey and uh, basically it's it's it follows this guy that um, studied business in, in college but ever since he could remember he's just been obsessed with productivity so he goes through this project and uh, figures out how he can become the most productive um, so, tell me about, about your book, Nick.
0: Yeah, so my book is called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Um, and Charles kind of talks about uh, why habits exist and how they can be changed. Um, I learned, we learn about how it's uh, very difficult for people to change their habits and why how it's more of a psychological thing uh, at some point. And Charles is actually... Um, a New York Times uh, best-selling author and won the 2013 Pulitzer Prize for explanatory reporting. Um, So he knows knows what he's talking about when it comes to this
1: kind of stuff. So Nick, in your book, uh, what what to you stood out about the content? Um, I'd say the stuff that I mentioned
0: in Check-In 2 is the stuff that uh, really stood out to me. The part about the marshmallow test that he described. Uh, So the marshmallow test is when um, a couple of experimenters, they got together and they uh, asked these kids, uh, young kids, to um, either eat the marshmallow now or they would, if they were able to uh, hold off and not eat the marshmallow right away those kids would be rewarded uh, in a little while uh, with a second marshmallow um, and so uh, about half the kids ate the marshmallow right away and half the kids uh, were able to wait and eat the marshmallow later and what they figured out from that is that um, those who used the willpower this experiment was based on willpower and the uh, the use of willpower in people's lives those who had the willpower to not eat the marshmallow right away were actually correlated and were shown to have uh, better social skills, better study habits, better grades uh, further in life and in high school Uh, and I thought that was something that was really interested and stood out to me uh, because willpower is something I struggled with the most and I thought this was a good connection, especially with a silly experiment like the the marshmallow, how it had great correlation
1: to uh, actual real life success. What about yours? Uh, so the, the stuff that stood out to me the most was um, basically, uh, and you can tell early on in the chapters. I didn't, I, I didn't read all the way through the book, but I, I could start telling early in the chapters that what he was trying to get at is um, like the key to productivity is not doing the most, but just doing, working the least while doing everything that you need to do, uh, and like there's other aspects of your life that you need to focus on, and th- these things that uh he practiced these are things that like he practiced uh like improving by doing like small activities, so just little things like getting enough sleep eating eating a healthy diet uh meditating once a day or a few times a week, and yeah, stuff like that like other things that would otherwise take up your time and be like, i don 't have time to live like this or, or or be healthy or take care of my body and stuff he actually takes the time to do that and he finds that he's most productive when he does that because they work hand in hand and i i another thing that like was really shocking to me is that he went he went through these projects for like months years at a time uh like he would he would ba- he basically do like extreme extreme conditioning for himself he'd wake up at super early in the morning and work out for hours and then work for hours and, and there was a point where his work week was like 90, 90 hours or something and he found that that even wasn't the most productive for him that uh when he when he had a balance of everything that's when he was the most productive okay so what were some of the major takeaways from power of the habit uh so i'd say
0: going back to the uh, whole willpower idea uh, that i was talking about with the marshmallow experiment um the idea of willpower that he that he spoke of um it was very interesting to me that the how many constraints that are involved with willpower, uh, how easy something as little as um, like your, your hunger or a small uh, psychological uh, piece could hold back your willpower and prevent you from getting stuff done. Um, so that was something that resonated with me the most uh, because that's definitely the problem that I face in my life uh, uh, at the largest scale, is actually getting stuff done or having the willpower to want to start to get something done. Um, so that is kind of led me to become uh, more aware of the situations uh, where I am focused and determined versus situations where I give up very easily. Um, so what I wanted to start doing is uh, become conscious of uh, these situations where I'm not really that focused uh, or um, kind of understanding what environment I'm in at that time uh, so I can make a mental note of that and understand, hey, maybe I'm not getting this willpower because of this specific environmental reason um, versus another reason that I might have uh, the willpower due to a different environmental reason. Uh, What are some of the major takeaways you took,
1: what's resonated with you the most? So some of the things that, like, stuck with me the most from this book were... uh, uh, you you have to want to actually change and that doesn't mean like you you just you want something and that's the reason you have to change for like uh, what he's trying to get at is unless you actually want it you can say oh I want to wake up at 8am five days a week but like there's a difference between saying that you want that and actually wanting it you have to dig down to the reasons why do you want to get up at 8am what What is it that you want to do with that extra time that you would have waking up earlier getting more stuff done what what exactly is it that you want to do and what is that um like what are you working towards and he he kind of explains this hierarchy of value of like wants and needs and he kind of breaks down like he starts all the way at the top where like what do you really want in life and it gets down all the way to like your daily tasks so you can you can follow your daily tasks all the way up to what you want in life. The reason you're doing your daily tasks is obviously to get some kind of goal done. And this goal might be a part of a larger goal, and, and all these goals combined are like some, is, is some overarching achievement that you want in life. And unless, unless they all match up, unless your everyday tasks and your goals, they line up with what you actually want in life, they're not, you're not going to want to change for any reason. Okay, so what changes is this book inspiring you to make?
0: So I kind of touched on it in the, when you asked me the last question, but the biggest change that I've been starting to make is making note of, um, whenever I'm studying, I make note of what environment I'm in and what I'm working on and the level of willpower I'm experienced. Um, so for example, um, the past few weeks I've studied in different places such as my bedroom, uh, Thompson Library, the uh, SEL um, various classrooms, a dining hall, um, based on and uh, for all my different classes. And an example with this is um, so in my bedroom, I typically experienced uh, low willpower. Um, didn't really want to get anything started um, or continue through with anything. And that's kind of obvious based on all of the distractions uh, that I have in my room, whether it be um, video games, my computer, um, television, uh, or any other, uh, little tasks such as cleaning my room or cleaning my house, anything to get me from not doing work that I need to do uh, while I was, if I was studying in Thompson um, for a project or quizzes, I would have much higher willpower uh, i 'd be able to get a lot more done in a shorter period of time um, and I really noticed this trend uh, while in a classroom, typically in a classroom settings, uh, I was at a medium willpower um, if I was in a I was in a group of friends not isolated by myself. Uh, There are obviously some um, outliers to this trend. There were times where I had high motivation in my bedroom or low motivation um, in the library, uh, obviously based on uh, other factors such as how my day was going, how much I had studied previously. Uh, But for the most part, it was a pretty uh, upwards trend based on uh, bedroom classrooms in uh, the library and low, medium, high willpower. Uh, so with that, um, once I understood my level of willpower, uh, I would also take another note of how the willpower led to my active level of engagement. So even if I had high willpower uh, towards the assignment or the project or the quiz I was studying for or doing, um, if I had uh, low uh, low levels of engagement, it really wouldn't matter. Um, I would. I would make sure I would write that down, okay, am I trying to just doing menial tasks and on Facebook while I'm doing all this stuff, uh, or am I actively learning using active strategies that we've learned about in this class to get uh, my assignments done so after the uh, after all of this, the third thing I would do is after the tests that I would be studying for and make note of the environment and the willpower and the active levels of engagement, I would combine. Um, the environmental factors with the willpower factors and the active levels of engagement, um, and compare them to my subjective view of how I performed on those exams. Um, So for those cases where I had um, an environment such as the library and where I had high willpower and at times where I was having high levels of engagement, uh, my subjective views of the test were that I performed very well Um, and had an easy breeze throughout the exam. Um, This, I I found that the scenarios with uh, an environment that led me to have medium and high willpowers combined with medium and high levels of engagement, I had uh, a lot higher uh, subjective view of how I performed in the test. However, in scenarios where I still had medium and high um, willpower but I had low levels of engagement, I was more uneasy uh, about the test, and that kind of goes vice versa. If I had uh, low willpower, but still had medium to high uh, levels of engagement, um, I was even if I might have still been engaged at those times, but I really didn't have the willpower to uh, remember it as much, uh, so to speak. So I wasn't as uh, happy with those. However, there was definitely a correlation uh, positively towards the low levels of willpower um, and the low levels of engagement leading to lower scores or lower view of how I did on the exams um, with the high uh, scores and the, we're going with the high willpower and the high levels of engagement. Um, So those were kind of the changes that I made and some of the examples that I documented um, and their impact that they've had on me so far. Uh, What
1: about you? What kind of changes have you started to make and document those in different ways? So, um, the the biggest thing for me, like right now, it's kind of hard for me to like stay motivated for school because I have like this financial debt that I created for myself before I even came to college when I had no like education on financial literacy. So as soon as I turned 18, I started messing my credit up. So I, I came into college with some debt and, uh, what I, what I was trying to do, one of my goals was to try to save a certain amount of money and, uh, actively try to pay off those debts and if something comes up I can always like if something huge comes up I can pull out of my savings. But um instead of saving I, I found like it might it might be more useful to maybe invest because uh I'll I'll get to it but for me investing like it um it kind of urges me away from pulling out money. So what I've been I've been trying to do is is, is using this investing app called Acorns. Where it uh it, it basically it draws money out of your bank account or your credit card every every week and it takes your spare change off of your purchases and and rounds them up and it saves this money for you and automatically invests them into penny stocks. And uh the reason I like this is because it's it's all automatic and I have a I have trouble actively engaging in like the act of saving money. So when it's just done for me, it's so much easier, especially if I'm not constantly checking it either uh it, it, and it it tells you like how much you've invested like throughout the past 30 days and when i first downloaded the app in november i was i was putting in like 5 dollars a month or something like that it it was like crazy low but uh like once i got back from christmas break i kind of had like this motivational boost and, and tried to organize aspects of my life more and i was i i was committed to saving this money so uh you could see the difference of like before christmas break and after i started putting in not five dollars a month but five dollars a week and i remember in november i was put yeah i was putting in like five dollars a month november december january and if you if i go back and check now it'll tell me within the last 30 days i put in like 60 or 70 dollars which is more than those like months combined every month for the past like three three or four um another thing that i've been trying to keep track of is uh like waking up on time, I have a I have a problem with not not just waking up on time, but waking up at a decent hour and to to get stuff done. And sometimes I just really oversleep. Sometimes I'll sleep for ten eleven hours, and that's not a healthy thing. So I've been trying to wake up at uh, at least two hours before my classes. So if I have class at eleven a.m., I'll wake up at nine a.m. If I have class at twelve forty-five, I'll wake up at ten forty-five, or even try to even try to get up at ten. Uh, the way i 've been keeping track of this is I just set my alarm for two hours before I know I have class that day, and if i if I did it if I was able to do a wake up on the first alarm, i'd mark it down and i've been doing this for like two weeks now, and if i wasn't able to then i don't mark it down the i i'd say like the most helpful thing about this is seeing that you have like a streak and trying to keep that alive, kinda I guess like when you have streaks with your with your friends on Snapchat like you just want to you don't want to see it go like you just want to keep see it like keep seeing it grow and um the other thing that i am trying to change is uh i'm a very bad procrastinator and the way i look at it is there's things that i don't want to do and i won't get to doing them but i started looking at school as like a full-time job you have to put in a certain amount of hours for every hour that you're in class and I start looking at assignments as not things that I have to do, but don't want to, but things that I have to do and don't want to turn them in late. So I, I made myself a minimum. I told myself I would I would turn in 90% of assignments in on time this semester. And uh, I've been keeping track of that through Carmen. So Carmen logs every assignment that you turn in, given that your professor uses it, which all of mine do. So at the end of the semester, I'll just be able to go in count the amount the number of assignments that i had and count how many i turned in on time and then be able to come up with that percentage and uh, at this point i think it's well above 90 percent if not in maybe the low 90s like 92 93. uh but yeah i I think I'm, i've definitely been doing it at that so uh given the changes that you've been making uh inspired by the book what what kind of uh, things are you gonna consider and what kind of things are you gonna keep doing in the future to make sure that you like stay at this level of, like I don't know, productivity that you're at?
0: Yeah, so um, based on the kind of changes I've been making, um, noting where the best environments are for me and the best environments that um, lead to my level of engagement, um, I'm definitely going to keep those in mind uh, for the future. I'm not necessarily going to uh, keep noting uh, down every time I'm in an environment and have high willpower. Uh, I'm not necessarily gonna keep documenting that, but I will be able to, these past few weeks, um, I've developed an understanding of what places, what locations, give me that drive to work, give me that drive to have a high level of engagement, um, and give me that ability to perform well on the test. Um, those are locations that I now do know of in my mind, and considering for the future, um, I'm going to be able to uh, keep doing that and hopefully uh, allow my progress to uh, keep going upwards. Uh, what about you, what do you think uh, you're gonna be keep doing in the future with your changes you've been making?
1: So, uh, like like you said, probably some of the things I won't continue doing just because they're like really trivial. Uh, like. like marking down when I wake up I probably won't continue to do that but it's all about like for me it's it's about forming a habit and then still doing the things that you're trying to keep track of just not having to keep track of so um like the acorns app that I use like obviously that's that's always going to keep track of itself and that's something I'm going to continue doing even if I like at one point won't need to save money it's still good to just have it as, aside so I'll probably keep doing that um Another thing is, like, just turning in my assignments on time. I probably won't keep track of it just because it's something, obviously, that you have to do. Like, obviously, the goal should be to get 100% of assignments in on time. But uh, for me, this semester, I just feel like that wasn't realistic. Or that probably won't be realistic going into any other semesters. Like, things happen, obviously. But uh, just at least, like, that 90% minimum. And things that I'm going to keep in mind are just... uh, like, there's a reason that I'm doing this and if I, if, I, if I really don't want to do that thing then I should just like, reevaluate my daily tasks and my, and my sub goals and just figure out how I can change those in order to work towards something that I do actually want alright so uh, would you recommend your book uh, Power of a Habit to anyone and why, why or why not yeah
0: I would definitely highly recommend this book Um, to most students on campus not only those who are taking this class um, I'd say that this book really um, led to me having a different perspective on habits Um, someone uh, I read an article someone said it very good um, the power of habit contains a very good argument that the key to exercising regularly losing weight um, raising children becoming more productive Um, is understanding how habits work. Um, Not necessarily, you can't just go out there and just change a habit. You can't say, hey, I'm going to uh, work out every day. Um, And even if you're starting from scratch, that's not really how that happens. Um, The best piece of advice from the book was that if you understand psychologically why you do the habit that you currently do, um, you'll understand the key parts that you have to change Um, Rather than trying to change the whole thing and rebuild it from scratch, it's usually um, just one piece of the behavior that you currently have that you need to work on changing, um, and psychologically, that will be able to allow you to change your habits for the better for the future, Um, and I'd say that's the best piece of advice that I got from the book um, and why one to highly recommend it to any student to, to read at any point any any adult even anybody it's a it's a very good book for them what is uh what, what, what would you recommend for for students
1: uh so yeah I, I would definitely recommend my book um i think everyone come like goes into these books thinking that they're going to gonna give you some kind of cookie cutter approach to just being a good student but i think what they're trying to the point that at least this author is trying to get across is that you have to be productive for for you so he would sometimes even uh in the book he explained sometimes he would go to work for several hours and he would get a lot done but when he looked back on his work it would it was not what he expected from himself it was subpar to him and when he did he found that when he did other things and and he he did these good practices that were good to him that his work would come out a lot better and he might not have gotten as much done, but the quality of his work was better. So it all just depends like what's good enough for you and what what do you consider productive and what things can you do in order to help that process, that transition of becoming more productive. Uh, Even if it's not exactly what uh, Chris Bailey says in his book that worked for him, there's a lot of good tips in the book, things like meditating. Like uh one thing I definitely want to do is start meditating just because it allows you to focus on the task at hand. If I don't, if anyone's ever tried to just sit down and count their breaths and not focus on anything else, it's actually extremely hard, but once you can once you can master that that like uh it helps a lot with your focus. So that's something I'm probably going to start doing. And there's a lot of other tips and stuff. Even if you don't agree with all of them, there's certainly something that you can take away from this book, some some kind of piece of advice. Or some kind of like overarching idea that you can get from this book and apply that to your life.